Hey, Profeasters. Hope you're having a great day so far. This week, I talk with Alex of Eater and Chef. We get right into it with his unpopular food opinions. He doesn't like mayonnaise, and he doesn't dip his wings in ranch or blue cheese. And yet, the conversation still went on. He is Team Dippy Dippy, just not with that. Cuban sandwich is his favorite perfect sandwich. He's a former picky eater, but now he loves to cook at home. He loves to experiment while cooking. He bakes his own bread. We just had a really great chat. He tells me about his worst dining experience in Italy. His favorite fast food chain is an underrated sleeper hit. Alex tells me his top three Columbus, Ohio restaurants, and I tell him a disgusting story about how I ate half-frozen pizza rolls that were cooked in the microwave. They were gross and good and wrong and stupid and great all at the same time. We talk best chips and much, much more. Make sure to give him a follow on Instagram at Eater and Chef. They make really great content. He and his wife, big fan over here. So check them out. Do you have any um, unpopular food opinions? Well, we'll find out how unpopular they actually are, I guess. But this kind of ties back into being a former picky eater. And most of my unpopular food opinions revolve around sandwiches. I hate mayonnaise. I think it's disgusting. Oh my God, that is shocking. That is very unpopular. Now, what if you church it up and make it into like an aioli or something? Then are you on board? Love aiolis. Yeah. (laughs) So I think it's the addition of other ingredients that kind of help cut that super thick fatty flavor out. Mm -hmm. Then I'm all in. I think it tastes good. But mayo on itself will completely ruin a sandwich for me. Have you tried Japanese mayo? Because that does taste a little different. They use more egg yolks. No, I haven't. I actually haven't even, I haven't tried making my own mayo either. So Back to our Jay Kenji, but I know he has a great quick recipe to make his own mayo. Haven't tried it yet. Looks good, but yeah, we'll see. You should try it. I'm sorry I'm peer pressuring you into liking mayo, but it's just so shocking. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I feel like you probably, I'm I'm guessing you hate ranch dressing as well? I am not a big ranch fan. So this is going to tie into my other unpopular opinion, especially with you. Um, When it comes to buffalo wings, I love wings. They're one of my all-time favorite foods, especially to snack on, but I don't want ranch or blue cheese. I prefer blue cheese, mm-hmm. but I just want extra sides of hot sauce. Just let them be swimming in their own sauce. And <laughs> I want my mouth to fall off. It's hurting so bad. Dude, fair enough. I mean, people always say if the chicken wing is good enough, you don't need a dip, but I literally just love dips. I'm a, I'm a glutton for dips. Dipaholic. Yeah. So what other unpopular food opinions do you have about sandwiches? I would love to hear more. Raw onions will ruin a sandwich for me. Um, I think that's fair. They're a lot polarizing. Of people- yeah, and they're, cause they're, it's super popular, especially on like cold cut sandwiches and stuff. If you don't do something to help kind of wash away the taste of raw onion, it's, it will be too overpowering of a taste. It'll kind of just mask everything else that happens to be in the sandwich. Banana peppers, I am not a fan of, and I know a lot of people really like those too. Yeah, I like it on a sub or something, but I would never put it on like a normal sandwich. Now on the positive note, what is a perfect sandwich for you? Do you have a perfect sandwich? Yeah, Cuban sandwich. Hell yeah, dude. I love it. I think the Cuban is like the greatest creation in the sandwich world because I love mustard, love pickles, and then all that beautiful marinated pork. Can't beat it. I once had a Cuban sandwich. It had a different name. It was like the cousin of the Cuban, but it was the same inside ingredients, but the bread was like a soft, sweet, fluffy bread. Do you know about that one? I forget the name of it. It sounds familiar. I don't know off the top of my head, but I definitely know what you're talking about. Yeah, man. I love breads. I feel like breads are the X factor and like, it's kind of like an elitist thing to say, but like a really good bread can make a world of difference in a sandwich. 1000% agree. (laughs) There's uh, one of those little superlatives that kids did back when like in third grade to say like, Hey, my favorite color is this blah, blah, blah. My favorite food was bread. Heck yeah. I love bread. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is there any really good uh, bakeries here in Columbus that you know of? Yeah. So Dan, the baker is fantastic now he does 
not only really, really nice sourdough loaves, that's mm -hmm. probably how he got big. He will, they have kind of like their reserve section. So this might be bad that I'm talking about this of French baguettes that they have to keep in the bag because they sell them to, I think, Hudson 29. Those are great, great baguettes. And when it comes to making baguettes, you have to have a really nice steam powered oven to help generate all that excess steam because otherwise your bread will dry out really, really quick. But Dan the Baker is the man. He does a fantastic job with everything I've had there. Awesome. I'll have to check him out. Have you made your own bread before? Uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite things because like you said, it totally changes the sandwich. Make my own burger buns. I think that is really, really good to elevate your burger game at home. I make my own Cubano bread. Um, it's a lot easier than everyone thinks. Uh, but the one biggest difference between Cuban bread and just about every other type of bread is that you have to put lard into it. Okay. I didn't know that. And so how did you learn how to make bread? Just like watching YouTube and practice makes perfect kind of thing? College of YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> it taught me everything I know. That's incredible. Big fan of your account. I love your content. Cooking content is out of this world. I'm a big fan of it. So I was hoping you could maybe tell my listeners what made you start your food Instagram account? On my own personal Instagram account, I started just recording myself making dinners and stuff like that because I've always enjoyed cooking and I've been trying to get a little bit more experimental with some of the stuff that I've been cooking. Nice. So I was making short videos like that. And I was actually getting like really good feedback from a lot of my friends. They were like, oh my gosh, that's great. Try making this. And I was like, oh, this is pretty fun. I'm having a good time. And then my wife, Haley, or the eater in the other part, <laughs> she has been taking photos of her food and she's really helped open me as a former picky eater up to a whole other branch of life when it comes to food. So she's been wanting to get into kind of like the food Instagram account thing for a while. And then this was just the next step to help bring both of our worlds together in that sense. That's awesome. And so you said that you were a picky eater. Like, what does that mean? Like, did you only like like three or four things or were, like, wh what were you picky about exactly? So the vast majority of my life, I was a very picky eater. Like a couple quick examples. You go to Chipotle, uh -huh. my order was white rice, brown beans, chicken, and cheese. That's it. <laughs> I didn't want anything else in that burrito. No salsa, no guac. Nope. Didn't want it. And <laughs> like a hamburger, ketchup, mustard, pickles only, nothing else. No matter where I went, that's all I wanted. So I think it's interesting that you'll eat it like, like Chipotle or fast food or something. So like, you're not like a snobbish eater. You're just very picky, I guess, or we're very picky. I was very picky. Yeah. It wasn't like, I just knew what I liked and didn't want to try anything else that I hadn't liked previously. That's fair. But yeah, once I started, you know, trying new foods again, I was like, oh, wait, I've been missing out on <laughs> quite a bit of stuff. So now that you're refining your palate, do you think that you enjoy food more, would you say? Oh, significantly. It's not even close. I will try just about anything one time when it comes to food. When we were in Iceland, I had fermented shark. Oh my gosh. How was that? Absolutely terrible. <laughs> it stunk of ammonia and it stayed in your like nasal cavity for hours afterward, horrible. So don't recommend it at all. You know what I always wonder is some of these foods, I'm like, are these pranks? Are they pranking like visitors? Like, yeah. I, just, I just can't imagine liking that. <laughs> they try and tell us that it's a, a delicacy, but you can see the wait staff is sitting over there laughing the whole time while you're eating it. <laughs> like this stupid American eating fermented yeah. shark, what a bozo. <laughs> So when you go to other countries, I've actually never left the country, fun fact about me. I mean, I went to Canada when I was 19, so technically, but it was Windsor, mm -hmm. Canada, which is like basically Detroit. When you go to these other countries where it's not a tipping culture, in your experience, was the service better or worse? 
possibly a little bit better. Um, it also depends on the level of a restaurant. So whenever we go overseas, we try and go to some of the nice local places that everyone's recommending. And at the same time, we also want to go and hit some of these high level restaurants. And obviously those people are, that's their career. Yeah. They are totally in. It's pretty unbelievable. So I've seen some of the best wait staff of my entire life. And at the same time, I've, I don't think I've necessarily seen poor wait staff, but Sometimes people, you know, they say when you go to Paris, you get pretty rent or, you know, rude French people. And yeah. You definitely experience that. Yeah. I think it's worth it though, for that delicious baguette and amazing cheeses and just all their food is so good. Like you can be mean to me. I don't care. The first thing I did is I bought a baguette (laughs) and walked around with it the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. I love French food. It's so good. I feel like the server could like spit in my face as long as they gave me a really good red or something. Exactly. (laughs) Do you have an example of like a best dining experience? I know it's kind of a tough question. We'll keep it local for a couple, two quick examples. We just went to Chapman's in German Village recently, Mm -hmm. and it was pretty amazing. Not only was every member of the staff incredibly knowledgeable and friendly about their entire menu, their wine list, all of their solid recommendations, um, the food and the ambiance itself was awesome. Highly recommended if anyone hasn't been there yet, Chapman's is really, really great. I've never been there. So it sounds like you're saying like the, the vibes and ambiance, five out of five food presentation, yeah. food taste, five, like super great place. Yeah, it was great. Some amazing wines. We're really into natural and orange wines right now. And they had a bunch of those on the menu. So it's always exciting when we see that and they were really delicious. Orange wines? Itself. Yeah. Orange wine. I've never heard of that. What is it like the, the citrus fruit orange or is it colored orange? It's actually, yeah, the, the wine itself is colored orange during the wine making process. It's just a white wine, but they leave the skin on the grapes and that skin contact uh, just changes the color and makes it a little bit cloudy. That's fun. It's, I feel like that's a really cool summer drink. Like I've only ever heard of rosé, but I got to get this orange wine in my life. It's delicious. Highly recommend trying it. Awesome. Thank you. And what, what kind of food does this place serve? Is it like classic Americana or what? No, not necessarily. It's kind of, kind of like a, a twist on classic Americana in a sense, I guess. I had a roasted duck leg served over some mole and beans and rice, which doesn't sound Americana at all. Uh, But obviously taking it with a little bit of duck brings that twist back in. And then Haley actually had a noodle bowl that was uh, reminded her of being back in Thailand that she said was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, they did a pretty good job of tying some of the American roots that people want to eat and are more familiar with into a little bit of their culture's food. Dude, thank you. That sounds amazing. And then what was the, you said you had another, another great example too? Yeah. And this is uh, very biased in my opinion, but if you're looking for the best Saturday night in Columbus, Ohio, you got to go to Seven Sun, you got to go to Dos Hermanos and get their tacos. The bar itself paired with the tacos is great for me. We love those tacos so much that we had them cater our rehearsal dinner. Nice. How was that? Had, it was great. It was so good. Everyone was raving about it and kind of as a spicy food freak. I know your one is as well. Oh yeah. Their hot sauce is really nice and hot too. It's so good, dude. I love yeah. it. I love everything I've had there. Their quesadillas, burritos, tacos. I should probably have them on the podcast. Whoever the owner is of Dos Hermanos, like they're a really great place. Yeah. I think her name's Lisa. We met her. Same thing. We hired them to do like a little private, small online cooking event for my birthday this year. And it was actually a lot of fun. We had a bunch of friends and it's a good time. That's epic. Now with, when they do catering and stuff, do they do anything fun like margaritas or any fun cocktails or anything? 
Um, no, they didn't do any. I, I wonder if they can't, if they don't have a liquor license. Probably don't. But, I didn't know if, yeah. if there's like loose rules or something. I guess we should be putting that on air if they did sneak past the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Snitches get stitches and all that. So yeah. So I know that you love to cook and I was just going to ask you, do you have like a favorite chef, whether it be a YouTube chef or like a more traditional chef? Yeah. So what really got me a desire to cook, and this might be the most cliche answer ever, but Gordon Ramsay and Anthony Bourdain really helped open my eyes to the other world of eating. Uh-huh. You know, Gordon's just highly entertaining the way he yelled at everyone. So that was a good introduction to get me into wanting to cook a little bit more. And then um, Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown and No Reservations, those shows were just truly magical and, you know, really going to miss seeing that more and more often. But as of recently, when it comes to YouTube, I am full on for the College of YouTube. I think yeah. that everyone can get all of their schooling, everything. YouTube's amazing. But Jay Kenji is... He's the man. He does he's, everything. He he's the God, man. He's so good. I love his little POV videos and he just explains everything in a dumbed down, but like not condescending way. Like he's just so good at teaching. I'm a super fan of him. He's awesome. Absolutely. I agree. And with Bourdain, like that was the first celebrity death that I actually cried on. Like I was so sad when he died. Yeah. Was- I mean, his writing and it, it was so good. I, I love Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. yeah, he could like connect with literally anyone. I recently went down to Tennessee to visit my grandparents and I have an uncle and two aunts down there. They live in Smithville, which is like super small town. So small, they don't even have Wendy's. They don't even have Chipotle. Like they don't even have all the fast food options is how small this place is. But one cool thing is, is I don't know if your grandparents are like this, but my grandparents just cook food all day. Like they just feed you. Like, you know how sometimes people will eat and then they'll jokingly say, when are we eating again? Yeah. My, my grandparents say that, but they mean that shit. Like they'll literally eat at like noon and they're like, well, we better have a, a pre-lunch, pre-dinner kind of thing. They just eat nonstop. Is that how your grandparents are? Uh, that's 100% Haley's family for sure. Um, <laughs> it's whenever we, we meet with them, it's just full blown like, hey, here we're having this massive brunch and then we're going to sit around for an hour and then dinner's already being made. And yeah, my grand, my grandma she cooked a lot, a lot, a lot. And same thing when I was growing up, super picky eater. It was mm-hmm. wonderful because she would always make, you know, small things just for me. That's got to feel good. Oh yeah, it was great. She was the best. Hey, just wanted to say thank you so much for listening so far. If you're liking it, please subscribe, tell a friend. If you're loving it, please give us a five-star review. And then my little cousin, uh, Rihanna, shout out Rihanna. She is 16 and she got her first job at Arby's. A customer recently threw a Jamocha shake in her face. Oh my God. Yeah, it's wild. Have you ever worked in fast food or any kind of restaurant service? I worked at BW3s for a day and a half. Oh, did you quit or did you get fired? (laughs) I walked out. It wasn't for me. I'll just say that it was mainly I was young. I was still in college and working super late at the Lane Avenue location here in Columbus, which is crazy during football season. It was wild. And I was, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. So I was like, I already know this isn't for me after the first day. And I came in the second day and I was like, you know what? I can already tell that like all of my schoolwork is going to start to suffer because they're going to need me to work every day and Mm -hmm. had to get out. That's fair. And I feel like restaurants, if you give them an inch, they take a mile. Like they just want you to work all the time and they want your whole life to be it. And it can be really toxic, unfortunately, in, in the restaurant biz. Do you have a do you have a favorite fast food restaurant? It's hard to go against Raisin Cane's for me personally, but as my whole family is from the Wisconsin area, big cheeseheads, I, I got to give a shout out to Culver's. 
dude, Culver's, I think rules. Culver's is criminally underrated. It really truly is. It's, it's, it's top tier elite fast food, but it's, it is very underrated. My problem with Raising Cane's is the French fries kind of suck. Like they're usually yeah. kind of mushy, but the chicken fingers are so freaking good in that dippy dippy. Forget about it. Oh yeah. And that cane <laughs> sauce is actually incredibly easy to make at home. Is it like really? Four ingredients. Yeah. What do you do? How do you do it? I think it's mayo, Worcestershire sauce. Hopefully I said that correct. <laughs> Ketchup salt, pepper, and I think a little bit of grate. You could either grate some garlic or just use garlic powder, but that's it. Whoa, that sounds cool. I'm gonna have to try that. Yeah, it works really well. Speaking of dippies, have you ever had uh, Romeo's pizza? Yes, we used to get Romeo's all the time when I was, uh, I worked for a lacrosse store back in the day on Bethel Road and they were close by. We would get Romeo's all the time. Dude, I love that Capone sauce. How about you? Yeah. And uh, their sauce is great. I like, it's a huge different take, especially their pizza sauce just being sweeter. It's awesome. I think it's super different. Mm-hmm. It was quite refreshing, especially in kind of like the delivery take of pizza too, that, you know, everyone sometimes kind of feels the same. So yeah, I like Romeo's a lot. Big fan. And, and while we're on the topic of fast food, how do you feel about Shake Shack versus In-N-Out? Which, which team you on? So I actually had In-N-Out for the first time, um, I think two years ago. It was just okay. I think Shake Shack is miles above. Dude, I agree wholeheartedly. And I think people love In-N-Out because it's like, it's only on the West Coast. And so it feels more special. But if it's not the animal style fries, their fries are literally like mediocre French fries. Yeah. (laughs) And even the animal style, I was like, I don't get the hype. Yeah, that's totally fair. Shake Shack rules. Their chicken sandwich is dope. Their burger is awesome. When I got 30,000 followers, I went to Shake Shack and ordered 30 cheeseburgers. Oh, man. And like, it was so funny because the cashier was like, are you joking? And I was like, no, I need 30 burgers. And she was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, I need 30 burgers. So <laughs> me and six friends went and we foolishly thought we could eat 30 cheeseburgers. We had like eight or nine left over, but it was in New York City. So there's tons of homeless people around. So we just gave yeah. the, the extra burgers to the homeless and they, they, I don't know if they ate them, but they took them. Yeah. Have you ever tried to give food to a homeless person? Because it can be risky because sometimes they only want money or sometimes, yeah. you know, whatever. Like, have you ever tried to do that? And it blew up in your face? I've never had my face pretty often. I, if I see a homeless person there, even if they got a sign or something like that outside of, or they're near like a fast food restaurant and I'm happen to be in the area, I almost always want to stop by and be like, Hey, I don't want to give you money today, but like, are you hungry? Are you thirsty? Let me go grab you something. And they yeah, almost always fair. say yes. And they're nice and courteous about it. That's cool, man. Let's see here. Could you give me your top three favorite Columbus restaurants? I know that's a super hard question. Yeah, it is. A, it is kind of difficult, but I'll say as of right now, for sure, my top three favorite restaurants, no particular order, but Novella, Osteria, and Powell has got some of the best homemade pastas. They're kind of a newer Italian restaurant. If you love Italian food, definitely recommend checking it out. Um, I do. Good wine list. They have great appetizers, um, rotating pasta dishes throughout the week. It's really, really good. Do you know if they have a chicken salt and boca? I haven't had a good chicken salt and boca in a long time. I don't remember seeing that on the menu. So yeah, I don't think so. I'll check it out. Have you had a salt and boca? Are you familiar with it? No, I'm not actually. So it's like a chicken cutlet. They pound it real flat. They put prosciutto on top. And then it's like a a, a veal marsala gravy with spinach. Or sometimes they use broccoli wrap. But it's very delicious. That sounds really good. Yeah, (laughs) I could definitely go for that. (laughs) What's your go-to at an Italian place? So tough question. Um, I guess it, it almost always is give me a pasta. I love vodka sauces or any type of cream-based sauce. I think it's really good. Also, you know, the more when it comes to pasta, the more simplified you can get, 
is almost always better. Like a cacio e pepe so, or something, just a couple ingredients. Yeah, it's cacio e pepe is delicious. It's adult mac and cheese. It really is. So any type of pesto is great too. I love pesto um, and it's super easy to make. Yeah. Speaking of vodka sauce, you recently made like a shocking vodka sauce where you put the whole tomato paste in there. I had never yeah. seen that before. I had never seen it either. And then I saw someone make it and I was like an entire tube of tomato paste. And I think I read there's about 40 to 50 concentrated tomatoes in one of those little tubes. Oh my God. So that's wild it? if you think about just flavor wise. Was it good? It was delicious. Yeah. I was um, shocked when I saw that in there. <laughs> it was, it was really, really good. Definitely worth trying out. I'm probably going to make it again here soon. It was so very, very creamy and smooth. Most of the vodka sauces I've made in the past have had chunks of tomato, which I do like. So this was a little bit of a different approach. That's cool. I mean, I'll have to check it out. So what's your second favorite? I know we're not ranking them in order, but what, what would yeah. your second place be? Cleaver here in Grandview. That's got the, uh, you know, a little bit of the association with the butcher and grocer who I am a big, big, big fan of. I think they have some of the nicest high quality meats that you can get here in the Columbus area. Mm-hmm. They're distributing to probably more restaurants than I, than all of us are aware of throughout the city as well. But Cleaver is kind of like an American bistro, maybe a little bit different and highly elevated though. Uh, it's not, it's not fancy, but they really, really do a nice job. Probably one of the best hamburgers you can get in the city. One of the best Cuban sandwiches you can get in the city. And, and that's saying a lot because that's your favorite sandwich. Yeah, it's really, really, really good. They do, a, you can tell, a good job. The same thing, they have someone make their Cuban bread every day and they have a really good pork collar with homemade mm. barbecue sauce and shishito peppers. It's oh my God. really good. It's worth, worth checking out. I love when places put in effort, like, because like, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to eat out like all the time. And so many places, they just cut corners. You can tell they just go yeah. to like Gordon Food Services or something. And it's like, Literally, I could make this exact dish at home, but I love a special place that like, makes bread in house and like just cares yeah. so much. That's beautiful. I love that. Yeah, Cleaver's pretty great, especially every Sunday. They change their menu for whatever they got to get rid of for the whole week. So they have different specials that are always very, very tasty. Their chef is very talented. Hell yeah. And then what about the third place? I'm going to actually say Barcelona in German Village. Mm-hmm. I am a sucker for all types of Spanish tapas and Barcelona does a fantastic job. Same thing, they have a great wine list. They have really good mussels, an amazing paella. And their outdoor patio is something to be rivaled with. 100% agree. And I wish more places did small servings because I love having like multiple bites of like a little bit of everything is the best. Yeah, I agree. And have you been to, have you been to Spain? Not yet. We were supposed to go last year, but COVID uh, put the kibosh on that. Stupid Rona ruining everything. Yeah. Um, so I was going to tell you about this a couple weeks ago. I threw, this is such a sin. I threw pizza rolls in a microwave, even though I have an air fryer. <laughs> I was just like so drunk and hungry. I was like, I need this instantly, which is yeah. literally way worse. I'm sure you, you, you know, you, you would agree, but yeah, the long and short of it is some of them were still frozen in the middle, but I like weirdly liked it. Is that so disgusting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. That was one of my biggest things when I was a picky eater is the difference of temperatures and certain things. Mm-hmm. So if it was like hot on the outside and then I bit in, it was cold. Oh, no way. I couldn't eat that. <laughs> I, I felt like it was like, I compared it. I told my buddy, Josh, I was like, it's kind of like, um, like a hot piece of pie with a cold ice cream on it. Like it, yeah. it's vile. Well, I guess if you look at it that way, sure. <laughs> I got salmonella or something. Cause I didn't cook it all the way, but, um, 
I don't even eat pizza rolls that often, but I was at the grocery store and I saw them on sale and I was like, you know what, dude, TBT, throwback Thursday, let's get these pizza rolls. Sometimes you got to go back to the old classics that you've had when you were younger. Right, of course. And so do you have a favorite food that you like to have the munchies? Like say you're, you're maybe drunk or you're just really craving some garbage food. Do you have a favorite munchie? Yeah, chips. I, it's bad. I love chips so much. All types of potato chips. A bag of Cool Ranch Doritos will last like an hour in my house. It's horrible. So I can't buy them because I'll eat them so fast. What about, do you, do you ever do like a chip and a dip? Like maybe like a um, sour cream and onion or maybe like a, one of the, the fake cheese product dip, anything fun like that? Yeah, I just had a, it was like a, I think my, my mom got it from Trader Joe's. It was kind of like a cheese jalapeno mix dip. I wish I remember the name of it. It was out of this world. I had to like I had to walk away because I was going to eat the whole container. It was so good. (laughs) So would you say that Doritos are your favorite type of chip? It's tough. Uh, Yeah, I think Cool Ranch is is high up there. Sour cream and cheddar ruffles are really high up there for me. And then Cape Cod classic potato chips. I think you can't go wrong. They're really good. Dude, I love Cape Cod uh, salt and vinegar. Phenomenal. Oh, I think I've tried those. How do you feel about like a kettle chip? Is it too crispy for you or are you into it? No, I love it especially in a sandwich. I know you're a fan of putting chips in a sandwich. Oh yeah, big time. Super crispy kettle cooked chip. Oh, that will take your sandwich to the next level. Have you ever made homemade potato chips? Uh, kinda. Nah, it, it, it never, it's not worth the effort. I'll say that. Exactly. I was going to say, cause I, I made it myself. It felt kind of good cause I made it myself, but it literally wasn't as good as like the pre-bought, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's not worth your time. No, not at all. <laughs> God, I love potato chips too. Potato chips are great. Now, would you consider like nachos a potato chip, like fully loaded cheese, beef and all that? Or does that turn into something different? I guess we can keep that. It's more of like an entree chip in a sense. But yeah, I mean, I love nachos. You can't go wrong with a whole big plate of nachos. So this is kind of a fun question. I, I stole it from Curb Your Enthusiasm, but I think it's a great question. When you go out to eat with your friends, like say you and your wife got to eat with another couple uh, and you split the bill. Do you mm-hmm. feel like it's necessary to tip the same amount? I 100% do. I'm not only a big fan of Larry David, and it's scary <laughs> sometimes how often I relate with him on things. And I'm like, that's not good. Don't relate with Larry. <laughs> same, dude. I'm like, am I a sociopath? Why do I love him so much? <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't want to coordinate your tips with someone. Because it's not, you know, I want to one-up someone. I don't want them to one-up me. Let's coordinate our tip. Let's make sure the waitress or waiter is you know, getting the most appropriate money. Yeah. Cause some people are very sensitive about tips. Like one time I asked my buddy what he was tipping and he said, you might as well just pay the whole bill. If you're going to ask me that personal information, like he got so like in his feelings about it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, cause like if, he, if he's a bad tipper, I would like to give a little extra, but if he's a good tipper, I don't want to seem like the cheapskate. Meet halfway, yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I, everyone's, people get very, you know, sticky around their finances, but when it comes, I mean, we're sitting here, we're spread or sharing a meal, you can tell me what you're tipping. I'm not going to judge you. I just want to make sure we're going to stay on the same page. Of course. That can make a good dining experience go bad. Um, yeah. And, I, you know, I'm going to ask you, but do you have an example of like a really bad dining experience? When Haley and I, we went on our honeymoon, we went to Italy and it was amazing, obviously. But we went and we were in this little coastal town called Cinque Terre. Five little cities like built into the mountains in Northern Italy. It's really pretty. But there was a former one-star Michelin restaurant that we found and we're like, oh, we can't go wrong with this. Like, yeah, they might've lost their star, but if you got, if you had a Michelin star, you're still gonna be a really good restaurant. Right. Our food took probably 90 minutes to come out, which is okay. I mean, everything's a little bit slower in Europe. 
was, it was fine. Um, the food was not very good at all. Mm. I think it was like completely mushy pasta. And then a kind of weird series of events, Haley went to the bathroom and there was a little girl that was locked in there. Oh couldn't, she couldn't speak English. And so Haley didn't know how to help her. And she was like, oh, just like, stay calm. I'll be back. And she was like screaming in Italian. So Haley went and got someone to like, come let her out. And then they finally came to like, take our card to pay the bill. And they didn't come back for like 30 minutes or longer. And they completely <laughs> forgot about us and almost lost our card. Oh my God, dude, that's brutal. Thank God it wasn't you that went to the bathroom. Like they probably would have thought you were like a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Thank God it was a woman that went back there. That's what I, one of my biggest pet peeves is when servers take an inordinately long amount of time. Like how did you end up getting your card back? Did you have to wave the server down or they just eventually remembered you or what? Oh, no, I went inside and I was like, hey, we paid about 30 minutes ago and you guys never brought a card back. Like, do you have it? And they had to like look for it. And I was like, oh man, this isn't good. And were they speaking English or do you speak a little bit of Italian? No, I do not speak Italian at all. No, I think just about everyone spoke at least some form of broken English over there. So you could kind of get around it. That's cool. And was there any weird charges on your, your card or they just literally just forgot about you? They 100% forgot. Yeah. Dang, dude, that's brutal. <laughs> well, you know, Alex, I feel like I asked you everything that I wanted to ask you, but I always tell my guests, if there's something that you want to talk about that I didn't bring up, you know, please do that. I think... Not necessarily anything I want to talk about, but I want to, I want to encourage everyone to, even if you don't like cooking or you think you're not good at it, just try new things. Cause it's, it really is like a great life lesson and it's something to help you get by. It's from a former picky eater and someone who was a bad cook to, I'm not even going to say I'm a good cook now, but it's, it's an important tool to have to be able to cook well and to cook yourself a decent meal that's good for you and it's healthy. And so I really recommend everyone just giving it a shot. I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I'll just, I'll also say that unless you're baking, it's not an exact science. So if the recipe is yeah. two teaspoons or whatever, you can put three if you want. You can substitute something else if you want. It's, you know, it's not rocket science. You should experiment and have fun. 100% agree. I almost never follow a recipe unless it is baking. So then you got to get it right. Yeah, and that's really when I highly recommend everyone, if you are going to bake anything, get a food scale. It'll save your life. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I need to get a food scale. Is there any other uh, kitchen tools that you think are a must-have? For mashed potatoes, a potato ricer is pretty next level to okay. get the fluffiest, creamiest mash out of your potato. And something I had never had before, but a food processor. Yeah, food processors are wild. great. And I, I think it, we're going to make people spend a million dollars here, but yeah. I think <laughs> a really good chef's knife is a game changer. A sharp knife is a good knife. Yeah. Yeah. I am 100% on your team for that. Yeah. You guys are awesome. I love your food content. And I just wanted to thank you for doing my podcast, man. No problem. Thank you so much, man. It was wonderful. Of course. Well, that was the podcast. And I hope you have a good rest of the day, buddy. You too. See ya. Right. Yep. Bye.